this is Anna and welcome to my podcast Sustainability Explored. Today is Thursday, July 11th, which means the seventh episode on corporate social responsibility is released. Um, when doing my research for this episode, I thought I would explore um, to the fullest and I will cover the whole topic at once. Little did I know, since it's so deep and so wide, that apparently I'm only going to touch the base today. So I asked myself a question, how did it happen that we started to ask ourselves questions about corporate social responsibility? How did corporations and organizations arrive to the point of... um, of taking it seriously, of um, attaching any importance and value to this thing as social responsibility, and what were the triggers historically, and uh, of course, where from now on, where is it going, how is it uh, progressing, what's going on, in fact, with the corporate social responsibility. So I wanted to know all these things, and um, Let's keep them in mind when speaking, when, when I will be speaking, you listening to this episode. So corporate social responsibility, what is it? It's not a news that uh, responsible business is a key factor of the sustainable development. Earlier in the first episode, when I covered the concept of Green Bank, I covered a little bit uh, the subject of or rather a dilemma of who is responsible for the biggest uh, part, the biggest portion, the biggest chunk of the climate change and environmental responsibility. Many tend to think um, the responsibility lies on the shoulders of um, households, yet households are only responsible for the tiny portion of of their fair share, Uh, of this impact, the biggest part of the responsibility of the impact of negative, specifically negative impact on the changes that we are seeing that are unfolding before our own eyes are uh, or is the responsibility is on the uh, corporations and organizations that are the biggest players, biggest uh, stakeholders in in the market. Uh, well, biggest players in general. Um, so if we want to make any change uh, to the current, to the state of art, to the current, uh, to, to how the things are currently, we have to influence, we have to, well, attack um, with the changes corporations and big organizations, first of all, in the first place. Um, companies and big corporations are expected nowadays by their governments in the societies where they operate and by the societies to behave responsibly and to provide additional goods to the communities. So not only um, jobs or workplaces, but as well something um, extra, something on top of, of the business-related Um, issues to the communities. To this day, there is no unified definition of the term corporate social responsibility. 
or just corporate responsibility. The idea of it sounds like a new one, but it isn't so in reality. In essence, the approach is to view business as part of society and to find ways to maximize the positive benefits that business endeavor uh, can bring to human and environmental well-being while all the way while minimizing the harmful impacts of irresponsible business. Um, the agenda that has resulted from these concerns has, has been called in, in, by, by various uh, sources corporate citizenship, corporate social responsibility or CSR, uh, corporate accountability as well, the issue of accountability just to remind you a little bit, it was covered uh, in the previous episode um, on the stakeholders' engagement, I guess, and and uh, and reporting and sustainability record uh, reporting too. Uh, the the accountability to keep every party accountable to declare uh, to declare the good intentions and. Yeah, declaring what the company will do and what it definitely will not do. Um, attaching ethics aspect to it. So this is also one of the parts of uh, corporate social responsibility. And this is how it was called in, in other resources, in other uh, informational sources. So corporate accountability or simply corporate responsibility, just excluding the this social component from the terms. According to Tom Big and Halina Ward, the authors of the discussion paper Linking Corporate Social Responsibility, Good Governance and Corporate Accountability Through Dialogue, there were these um, four terms found out in the, in the papers. But apparently uh, the most in use, the most popular term to this day is the corporate social responsibility. Somehow the, um, the societies, the businesses, organizations and governments all over the world just somehow accepted this um, term as well as abbreviation. CSR stands for Corporate Social Responsibility. Now let's take a closer look at the history of the birth, uh, the birth of this concept. It dates back to 1930s, according to the professor from the University of Pennsylvania, Eric Ortz, uh, who says that just before, now it's the citation, just before World War II, German industrialist Walter Rathenau claimed that business corporations have become, had become very large and that they had grown to be a significant part of the society. According to Rettenau, even though fundamentally a corporation's intent is the pursuit of private interests and profits for owners of the company, they are increasingly bearing the marks of an undertaking and, to an increasing degree, have been serving the public interest too. Further, philosophers John Dowie and James Tufts, in their, books, in their book Ethics, uh, issued in 1908, uh, raised the concept that it is not sufficient to view companies as purely economic machines, 
and that companies should be involved in public duty as well. The term of corporate social responsibility got back to life much later, almost a century later, in 2010, following two major events. Lehman Brothers collapse in 2008, uh, the biggest um, financial crisis of the recent times, when panic regained in the financial markets, bank caved in and had to be nursed back to health with tax dollars. And the second event was the mixed results of the Copenhagen summit in 2009. Copenhagen summit is the United Nations climate change conference that took place in, in, Denmark, in Denmark in 2009 uh, between 7 and 18th December. The conference included um, 15th uh, conference of the parties uh, to the United Nations Framework Convention on Climate Change. Um, the fifth meeting of the parties to the Kyoto Protocol and according to the Bali Roadmap, a framework for climate change mitigation beyond 2012 was to be agreed there. So why am I saying mixed results of this conference on climate change? That's because there was only a weak political statement anticipated at the, conclu at the conclusion of the conference. The Copenhagen Accord, a document that recognized that climate change is one of the greatest challenges of the present day and that actions should be taken to keep any temperatures increases to below 2 degrees Celsius, was so-called taken note of but not adopted in a debate of all the participating countries the next day and was not passed anonymously. Till, um, by everyone. Um, so these two ev events, one from the, um, the Copenhagen summit from the world of scientists, the world of environment and climate change decision makers, another one from the world of finance corporations and purely financial um, intentions, these two events had consequences that changed the rules of the game for businesses and governments, calling them to reconsider its roles and communities in, and commitments in their communities, in the societies. Following these events, companies took an obligation to focus on long-term value creation and take into account the interests of stakeholders when it comes to restoring confidence in today's markets. To this end, companies need to integrate environmental, social and governance factors. These issues came together uh, in the abbreviation ESG. So when you come across um, three capital letters ESGs, uh, that would mean, and you will know that it means environmental, social and governance or man managerial factors. So companies started to take integrated approach to the way they manage their environmental and social risks. Banks, banks and uh, big multilateral banks um, started to take note of the of where they of their clients, whether they issue 
uh, loans or credits to those who are already implementing this over-encompassing risk assessment, including environmental and social um, uh, questions, issues in their agenda. So risk management became bigger and larger, including in, in, into this family uh, environment and climate. So uh, companies started to integrate ESGs into their risk management strategies and started to engage more deeply in their communities. Governments, in their turn, were, asked with, uh, were tasks, tasked with uh, returning markets that have been shaken by crisis uh, back to the... So they had an obligation, sort of an obligation, um, to, to return the markets back to the path of finding solutions to complex global changes. So how is still, how is still uh, corporate social responsibility connected to, to, the corp to, to the corporations, to the organizations? What are the goals of it? So there are three main goals. Uh, if we take into account these two big events, now especially uh, with the collapse of Lehman Brothers, so the first one, why integrate and corporate social responsibility is to avoid the next crisis or to help somehow to mitigate the potential um, effects. Because we know it from history, the crises are unavoidable. Sooner or later, something will go wrong. Uh, most probably it is already going wrong, but we still have some time. Uh, so integrated corporate social responsibility helps to soften, to soften the pillow uh, of, of this collapse. But also for now, um, avoiding the next crisis for as long as possible. The second goal is to interconnect, to interwave environmental, economic, um, social and governance approaches in such a way to achieve sustainable development. A little remark on this, if you still don't know what is sustainable development, you can go back to, to one of the episodes on this podcast, probably number five or, or six, uh, where I explore more in detail what sustainable development means. I agree, it's such a buzzword and everybody's taking it uh, and translating it in a way, the way the author wants. In short, Sustainable development is the development that does not compromise um, the needs of the future generations by the current ones. So overconsumption, over usage of resources is unsustainable. How to still develop economically while being in accord with environmental and climate issues is exactly what sustainable development is. So uh, corporate social responsibility helps integrating these issues and making them, if not a priority, but a good part, uh, a good part and partner um, in, in the financial and other um, factors. And the third goal is to create a more sustainable and inclusive economy. Finally, there is something that everybody is interested in, the banks, the investors, the companies, the corporations, 
not a secret to anyone that the goal of any business is to make money. So to create a more sustainable and inclusive economy with this integrating, uh, implementing corporate social responsibility also helps. Integration of the environmental social governance, we remember the three capital letters, ESG, is the key aspect um, of the business activity, um, is a crucial factor in ensuring long-term viability and success of the business itself. So what do, let's see now, let's uh, have a closer look at what governments do to enhance uh, corporate social responsibility. Governments around the world, following the two above-mentioned events, um, started to create opportunities for the development of this corporate social responsibility as they started to see it's an issue of relevance to public policy through the ability to promote sustainable and inclusive development, as I have mentioned earlier, increasing national competitiveness and stimulating investment as well. Governments usually go through four main steps. Increasing, the first one is being increasing awareness about creating a common understanding of corporate responsibility between companies and the general public. The second one is partnerships aimed at creating win-win situations where different stakeholders work together to achieve a common goal. The third one is soft legal approaches that promote and stimulate voluntary business activities as complementary to state regulation. And the fourth big step is providing tools that enable government to monitor and enforce corporate accountability. Researchers agree that despite government involvement efforts, the companies that take a lead in the corporate social responsibility movement globally are better off without these rigid and tight frames of how-to and regulations. In short, voluntary approach wins in this sphere over policies, regulations, laws, and, and any sort of frameworks. Now that we have touched the first base, the taste of corporate social responsibility, the, where it came from, what were uh, previously the more, the most, uh, um, what to say, available, the most famous terms for it, it's time to look at what is exactly a corporate social responsibility. Even though there is still no single unified definition for it to, to the corporate social responsibility, the modern notion of corporate social responsibility was identified and proposed by Richard Holm and Phil Watts in the publication called Making Good Business Sense the publication of the World Business Council for Sustainable Development. The term sounded as following, as the following quotation, the constant commitment of the business to behave ethically and contribute to economic development by improving the quality of life of employees and their families, as well as the local community and society as a whole. 
So you see now this, the, the authors of the paper, the authors of the publication, um, I will later tell you which year it was issued, but let, let's focus again on the, on the term. They emphasize on the quality of life of employees and their families and local communities and society as a whole. So the biggest idea behind corporate social responsibility is to operate, to do business, to make good business in a way that is not only making money, providing jobs, um, helping improve the economy, but also going beyond this uh, sole financial intentions, going beyond this into the communities, into basically doing good. The paper was published in January 2000. Um, again, the name is Making Good Business Sense. The paper is only 19 pages long. It has um, practical steps and hands-on tools for corporate sustainability implementation, corporate sustainable, sustainable uh, responsible, corporate um, social, sorry, not sustainable, corporate social navigator, and um, a quick view on the questions and queries. The authors certainly did a great job into in, in uh, covering these issues, being almost in the forefront of these changes. And, um, and I really recommend, if you are interested, having a closer look at the publication. Um, Making Good Business Sense by Richard Holm and Phil Watts. All the companies have two approaches. To improve qualitatively, which means management of people or processes and qualitatively, um, which means impact of the, on the society. The approaches can be different, but the goal is the same. So what does CSR cover? At minimal, corporate social responsibility includes environmental issues, but it also takes on social, ethical, governance, health and other issues. As a managerial approach, corporate social responsibility helps businesses restore confidence and transform environmental and social governance issues into strategic opportunities, as well as better equip the companies to deal with crisis situations. As a rule, it includes obligations and activities beyond the scope of law, such as corporate governance and ethics, health and safety, environmental management, human rights, including fundamental labor rights, which you can check, by the way, in the standards of the International Labor Organization, ILO. Um, it includes sustainability, working conditions, including labor protection, working time, wages, uh, production relations, community involvement, development and investment, as well as attraction as, and respect for different cultures and disadvantaged groups of the population, affected communities. Uh, then moving on to corporate philanthropy and employee volunteering, customer satisfaction, 
uh, and fair competition principles, anti-corruption measures, accountability, transparency and performance reporting, and last but not the least, relations with suppliers for both domestic and international supply chains. I would like to give you some examples of the companies that started for a long time already are doing a great job in implementing and already developing, progressing very much on their uh, corporate social responsibility initiatives. Uh, for example, such companies as Nike have already started to include it in, in their strategic priorities, not only um, operations, but strategically. Uh, in, it's in their strategic priorities. The CEO um, and other Nike executives strongly support uh, corporate social responsibility and consider it an element that raises strategic goals. The CEO of uh, Nissan North America puts the company's uh, corporate social responsibility in the spotlight. The company is developing a half-year plan in such a way as to answer the question, how do we grow in harmony with sustainability? And publicly commits to execute the plan. Nissan North America also believes that it's really important to have those people on the decision-making positions that live by the approach called, yes, now we have limited natural resources, now we have to act differently. In many companies, departments responsible for corporate social responsibility or sustainability, um, just sustainability, play a significant role in training other businesses, business units on why. Why companies should focus their efforts on sustainable development. It helps to influence organizational culture and values and... Um, retain talents furthermore on that a little bit later. The most important factors, what are they for the factors of effective decision-making on internal corporate sustainability? What can they be? The three major ones are, of course, top management leadership, organizational culture, which is strongly connected to the top management um, image, leadership, willpower. And finally, people. Only committed people can make a different... Committed and trained people make the difference in the, in the corporate world. Which factors and impacts led to increasing attention being devoted to the role of companies and corporate social responsibility. These factors, I think I've coined nine of them, um, using a lot of resources, a lot of uh, reports. So let's go from one to another. The first one in, the, in, in my list Factors that had a big role on the development of the concept of corporate social responsibility is, of course, sustainable development. 
United Nations studies and many others have underlined the fact that humankind is using natural resources at a faster rate that they are being replaced. Uh, from, from there, even the, the idea of sustainable development comes to, to leave something to other generations and not to compromise their needs. Uh, if this continues, if this overconsumption, over um, usage of resources continues, future generations will not have the resources they need for their development. In this sense, much of the current development, development is, is highly unsustainable. It can't be continued for both practical and, and moral reasons. Related issues include the need for greater attention to poverty alleviation, and respect for human rights. Corporate social responsibility is an entry point for understanding sustainable development issues and responding to them in the firm's business strategy, in the company's business strategy. The second aspect is globalization. With its attendant focus on cross-border trade, multinational enterprises and global supply chains, Economic globalization is increasingly raising uh, corporate social responsibility concerns related to human resource management practices, environmental protection and health and safety, among other things. Uh, corporate social responsibility play a vital role in detecting how business impacts labor conditions, local communities and the economies, and what steps can be taken to ensure business helps to maintain and build the public good. The third aspect is governance. Governments and intergovernmental bodies, such as the United Nations, the Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development, or OECD for short, and the International Labour Organization that I have already mentioned earlier, uh, ILO, have developed various compact declarations, guidelines, principles, and other instruments that outline norms for what they consider to be acceptable business conduct. Corporate social responsibility instruments often reflect internationally agreed goals and laws regarding human rights, environment, and anti-corruption practices. Number Four, I guess, is the corporate sector impact. The size and number of corporations and their potential to impact political, social and environmental systems relative to governments and civil society raise a lot of questions about influence, about their influence and accountability. Even small and medium enterprises, also known as SMEs, which collectively represent the largest single employer, have a very significant impact. Companies are, are global ambassadors of change and values, and how they behave is becoming a matter of increasing interest and importance. Number five is my favorite one of all times is communications. Internet and mobile phones are making it easier to track and discuss corporate activities. Uh, internally, this can facilitate the management, reporting and change. Externally, NGOs, the media and others can quickly assess the profile business practices they view as either problematic or exemplary. Uh, in the context of 
corporate social responsibility, modern communications technology offers opportunities to improve dialogue and partnerships and to to grow to to go through the whole um, pyramid to the whole um, map of the stakeholders to deliver the message corporate social responsibility of the company in question wants to deliver the fifth element is finance consumers and investors are showing increasing interest in supporting responsible business practices and are demanding more information on how companies are addressing risks and opportunities related to social and environmental issues a sound corporate social responsibility approach can help build share value lower the cost of capital and of course ensure better responsiveness to markets number eight is ethics a number of serious and high-profile breaches of corporate ethics resulting in damage to employees shareholders community or the environment as well as share price have contributed to elevated public mistrust of corporations a good corporate social responsibility approach in its turn can help improve corporate governance improve transparency accountability and surely ethical standards number nine leadership also one of my favorite ones um, there is an increased uh, increasing awareness of the limits of government legislative and regulatory initiatives to effectively capture all the issues that corporate social responsibility can address uh, corporate social responsibility I will just go with CSR this time can offer the flexibility and incentive for companies to act in advance of regulations so don't wait until you are told what to do so uh, the companies act in advance of regulations or in areas where regulations seem unlikely number 10 I guess uh, consistency and community citizens in many countries are making it clear that corporations should meet the same high standard of social and environmental care no matter where they operate in the corporate social responsibility context context companies can help build a sense of community and a shared approach to common problems 11th business tools businesses are recognizing that adopting an effective approach to corporate social responsibility can reduce the risk of business disruptions open up new opportunities drive innovation enhance brand and company reputation and even improve efficiency there was the whole full list of 11 elements that um, that played role and are still playing role in the development of corporate social responsibility i will continue in a short while after the short musical pause we will speak about advantages the, the juicy part of it about the advantages of the implementation of corporate social um, responsibility initiatives for the companies stay tuned i'm back in a while Thank <laughs> you.
So, I'm back from the short musical pause and we're back to the advantages of corporate social responsibility implementation for companies. According to the research performed by uh, PricewaterhouseCoopers in 2015, 70% of Europeans choose a brand of a social responsible company when making a buying decision. One out of five Europeans can pay five times more for a product produced with a minimal harm for the environment. 65% of respondents wanted to work in a socially responsible company. Brands with integrated sustainable development principles, such as Unilever, grow 30% faster than others. Just imagine these crazy statistics and what kind of influence sustainability has, in fact, on the perception of the brand, on its reputation and on, on its um, intangible capital. The research of A.T. Kearney, the U.S. law firm, uh, the research called Green Winners, uh, published in 2009, showed that companies that start a sustainable approach in their operations also win in financial terms. Of the 18 surveyed companies, 16 showed a better results over that of competitors. This indicator translates into an average of 650 billion, a million, sorry, pardon, $650 million in market capitalization of the company. Key potential advantages for businesses are improved brand value, introduction of products that meet the requirements of sustainable development, better anticipation and management of the constantly expanding risk spectrum, better reputation management, increased ability to hire, develop and maintain staff, improved innovation, competitiveness and market positioning, improved efficiency and cost savings, as well as ability to engage and build effective supply chain relationships. Um, among the advantages are also advanced features ahead of the changes, stronger social license for the work in a community, access to capital, improved relations with regulatory authorities, and a catalyst for responsible consumption. These are the key elements, key uh, advantages of corporate social responsibility implementation by a company. CSR as a strategic instrument of future business forming happens in three contexts, valid in each and every one of them, inside of the market, outside of it, and changing market conditions. Edelman Trust Barometer that encourages companies to adopt a multilateral approach to stakeholder engagement, trust and transparency, in 2010 showed in their report for the first time that trust and transparency are as important for corporate reputation as the quality of goods and services, equally important. In the US and most of Western Europe, these factors are now standing much higher than product quality and far outweighed financial gains, a factor that is ranked lowest among the dozens of criteria that affect corporate reputation around the world. 
Speaking of the European Union, the Lisbon strategy, adopted in March 2010, aimed at boosting the European Union economy through social and environmental renewal, for the first time in the history of the EU, has identified corporate social responsibility as a top priority in its political program. On top of it, corporate social responsibility is an important part of the EU's Europe 2020 strategy. Key questions um, of the state policy that appeared on the European level include ensuring accountability and disclosure of environmental, social and governance, remember ESG, information, supporting and impacting on various internal corporate social responsibility tools such as the United Nations Global Compact, the OECD, guidelines for multinational enterprises, as well as ISO 26000, the standard on social responsibility. And promoting businesses and human rights in line with the principles supported by the United Nations Secretary-General Special Representative for Businesses and Human Rights. In 2010, uh, the UN Global Compact, an important multilateral initiative to support CSR, has concluded a new agreement with the Global Reporting Initiative, GRI, which I have covered in the episode previously on sustainability reporting, to enhance the quality of corporate sustainability reporting. These two initiatives, GRI, Global Reporting Initiative, as well as UN, UN Global Compact, are aimed at the further development of their united forces, the GRI framework for reporting and strategic advancement of the UN Global Compact in tackling key sustainable development issues. So what the future holds? Development of flexible, practical and standardized approaches to corporate social responsibility requires the involvement of intergovernmental initiatives, just to name a few uh, in the list, uh, such as the Global Compact, Declaration of the International Labour Organization, OECD and the World Bank Guidelines, Reporting Guidelines for Global Reporting Initiative, or GRI, uh, Standards, of the International Organization for Standardization, ESO, Accountability, AA1000 series, and International Standard of Social Responsibility, SA800. Governments across the world try to make the process of CSR regulation as transparent and understandable as it possibly can be, as they can, in the six-step process for developing a corporate social responsibility policy uh, are the following stages. First, understanding the relevant context, then defining corporate responsibility, then situating corporate responsibility within government structure, defining the public policy rationale, identifying types of policy intervention, up to, of course, monitoring and impact assessment. 
What is interesting is that globally businesses are not waiting to be regulated by the governments in the countries where they operate, but take leaderships, leadership and introduce their own uh, corporate social responsibility initiatives all the way while changing the lives of their stakeholders, environment around, as well as their internal corporate indicators, including, by the way, financial for the best. In the next episodes, I will uncover uh, more uh, the corporate social responsibility, governmental and corporate initiatives separately. So we will look at what governments do for their countries and what companies do uh, on their end. As I have mentioned earlier in this episode, uh, it's very hard to tackle this complex um, issue which sounds as you as new but not new in in reality corporate social responsibility which takes uh, a stand globally more and more these days but today we've touched base we touched the um, uh, key aspects the events that triggered um, the rebirth of the concept uh, the aspects of um, implementation in the successful implementation in the companies as well as key features that must be included and, and help developing uh, corporate social responsibility globally. Finally, we've been, as I've been speaking about the um, standards introduced in the world and um, yes, I hope you enjoyed, I hope you found it useful and uh, stay tuned, there is more to come. So thank you for being with me today. Thank you for being here this Thursday. Thank you for following up, subscribing, asking me questions, finding me on LinkedIn, hitting me up with questions, remarks, comments. I really appreciate all this feedback and it shows that it's not in vain. The effort is, is needed. So thank you again and see you, hear you actually in a week. Goodbye. Yay!